Welcome to Pottercast, the official podcast of the Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. You hear that, uh? The Leaky Cauldron. And now, Leaky's own, Melissa and Ellie. Hey, Potter Popsicles. Welcome to Pottercast number 39. And oh boy, do we have a fun show. Uh, first of all, John has some answering to do after Joe shoots down one of his favorite words. We talk all about Harry's training in the modcast and who might have made another horcrux in the canon conundrum segment. And lots of fun as usual is coming in the mailbag. Now, for those of you who are wondering when you can vote on the recent impersonations contest, keep an eye out for that sometime this week. Anyway, let's get right to it and we will see you right after Sue's news. Listening to the news? Again? As if a normal boy cares what's on the news. Hello, everyone. Here are the latest Harry Potter news headlines for you, and wow, what a week it has been. Author J.K. Rowling gave fans a wonderful surprise as she has now announced that she will be coming to New York City and taking part in a public charity reading being held on August 1st and 2nd. This will mark Joe's first public appearance here in the United States in six years. An evening with Harry, Carrie, and Garp will feature readings from Joe, host author Stephen King, and John Irving, with all proceeds to benefit the Haven Foundation and Doctors Without Borders. We at TLC will be attending this event and will have extensive wall-to-wall coverage of Joe's reading at Radio City Music Hall. Also, there will be a live Leaky Mug podcast held at the Barnes & Noble in Union Square on Wednesday, August 2nd. This event is free and open to the public, and we sure hope to see you there as we all celebrate Joe in New York. Also, we've received word now that Joe will be making an appearance on the Richard and Judy talk show in the UK as the series returns on June 19th. This time frame is a few days before Joe is scheduled to appear at the Queen's special birthday party on June 25th, and Joe will give a public reading, which will be broadcast on the BBC. Stay tuned to leakynews.com for complete coverage of all of Joe's upcoming appearances and much more. In film news now, Warner Brothers has confirmed that actress Emma Thompson will indeed be back as Professor Trelawney in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Ms. Thompson has currently been on set filming scenes for the new movie, and we are thrilled to learn that, yes, even the wine or the sherry bottles will even be included. Warner Brothers has also confirmed that Nicholas Hooper will be the new composer for the soundtrack to The Order of the Phoenix. Mr. Hooper is a BAFTA winner for scores for some work he's done in the UK and has also worked several times previously with new Phoenix director David Yates. Well, for much more on these news items and all your Harry Potter needs, you can find it at the Webby Award winning leakynews.com, which is updated daily. And now, on with the show. Welcome, everybody, to Pottercast number. 39. Yay! Yay. I'm Melissa. <laughs> Hello. Yay. You know, I wonder why I always say yay. I don't know. It's, I don't that ever very plan to, but I, I, this, it just comes out. It's like I'm just so happy. Very early on, you said yay or hooray, and then you went, I just like to throw in a hooray That's sometimes. right. I do like yeah. to throw in a hooray. Very, what very a, what early a on. What a more positive, happy way to start the show. It is. It's the Hufflepuff way. We s- celebrate. Know, well, we're celebrating. We say it it's podcast number whatever, and you yeah. go, yay. It's, yeah, we yay. made it. It's a celebration. Whole week. Mm-hmm. We did. Let's we continue Guys, with I... the introductions, because I am Big J. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, and I'm I'm Sue. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Sue, who continues to find her name funny. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is funny. <laughs> it is, but it's just like, oh, oh you're talking alone. to me, and that amuses me. So I'm like, what oh, if we called you Susan? Would that make you frown? Oh, but you'd sound like my mom, and then I'd be busted. Susan. 
So gosh, I think we've had quite oh, a week. No, already, it's been a we? boring, slow oh, week. My. Yeah. If there is any more news this week, I'm gonna just explode. I want to hide under my covers, as if we thought that this is like a lull time. Mm-hmm. This is like when there's no no book coming, no movie coming, and this is what it's like. Yeah. <sighs> hey, wait a second. When did that? When did the sign come off the door? Shut up. I didn't know John, that. John, this morning. If you're trying don't to do give that me to a heart us. attack, you're gonna regret it. I promise She's you. So cruel. <laughs> Oh, that sign. He's just he's just trying to give me an absolute oh. coronary. Okay. It's Pottergast 38. And, and we've no, had quite 39. a week. 39, that's correct. And Get on the ball. We, we've had quite the week, starting with Leaky wins a Webby Award. Webby! Yay! Yeah, and that's it's all sweet. thanks to you guys. We, we won the, the People's Choice Webby in yes. the celebrity slash fan category. Now, the person who won for the judges award is, I mean, Prince. The Freaking artist formerly known as the formerly known as artist. Formerly known as the symbol. Prince. Symbol. Prince. Yeah. Purple rain, red Corvette, you know, yeah, and do- you know when what? doves cry. And I, and I talked to Prince about when he coded his website, and he was telling me how many late mm-hmm. nights he put in there making oh, the shut up. graphics just green enough. But this is what I'm saying. He's Prince. He's got a million dollars. He can throw all this stuff sure. in his website, and you know, and, well, it's and it is, it is it. an amazing site. It's the MPG Music Club. It's pretty, pretty awesome. And well, he's a he's a cool guy. But you know what? What we say to him, Melissa? We're gonna party like it's leaky time over here, baby. <laughs> yeah. But you know so that's what? why to even be considered among among them. But to have more people vote for us than for I know it's awesome. Ridiculous. Yeah, well, he doesn't have any fans. Come on. Oh, I'm so I'm so just thank you guys. That was so sweet. Yeah. It was. It was it awesome. Was, it was a good good time to to see that result. That was very cool. So Leaky joins the big boys. We do. Big, and big we're gonna fan. have quite some quite some stories and pictures from the event in June. Yeah. For when we. Put on my my Slytherin robe to go to the awards ceremony. You're not wearing a Slytherin robe to that. Oh come ceremony. on! <laughs> Everybody will be wearing robes. I have your ticket. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> you want to think I look good enough in that robe? I think. What you about look some good. some nice pants? I think you look very nice, but we're not. Even we're wear not a tie. Costumes. It's not gonna happen. Mm. It's a shrink event. I, well, then I think I at least have to wear my Slytherin tie. That's that. That's fine. Is that fair? That's fair. Can I bring, bring my wand? Yeah, do it. Go up Can there and go. No. Guys. Here's what I'll do. We're I'll in figure this room out, with serious people. I'll figure no. out a way to attach this little thing onto the wand so I can give people my business card, like at the end of the wand, like it's a spell. Because that's mm-hmm. the way to get them to take you seriously. <laughs> and all of them will take it. None of them will ignore me. That's for sure. <laughs> I've always wanted to get a business card this way. How magical. Oh. Look, look, in recreational, there's no, there's nothing wrong with wearing your robe, but we, but this is like a big, you know, this okay, is like a big, I understand. I John know. knows. Hey, so anyway, of Apple Art Department. You well, you like know what? <laughs> I think you should do it. I'm not going to be able to get to go. So I want to hear everything about it and I want to see video and detailed things. And I Can't think wait. I may well, actually have be... to get myself a camera for this experience. Yeah. <laughs> We'll bring still cameras. And just so that you know, we had done the whole think about your acceptance speech before mm-hmm. you win the award thing like you're not supposed to do. And we, yeah. we already had it planned, people. Yes. You know, you all think you're clever. 
But we already had it plans. That's all we're saying about it. Well, we're saying. We're just saying. We're just, just saying. saying. It's already been done. We're just saying. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, anyway, so, so that's that. Enough about how cool we are. Enough, <laughs> enough about that. <laughs> okay. um, hey, John. What's up? We talk about something sometimes here on Pottercast. We've been talking yeah. about it Do. since, oh, Chipotle. well, that. And we talk about, <laughs> you know, hmm. whenever we get into book six discussions or, oh, sure. or book seven discussions, we talk about these things that Harry has to go look for. Oh, you mean the new book, book title for book seven? Yeah, no. what was that again? See, no, don't say it yet. Don't, don't, don't. Because I think... What? I think that your, your days of your little joke about Uh-oh. the Horcruxes are over. No, why? who would say such a thing? <laughs> I don't know what it's Sue, talking about. Sue, do you have I... any idea? Why, yes, I would. Joe smashed, crushed, and demolished that theory, babe, on her last You've update. You've been pwned. You know what I heard? Say. I heard that 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 was a late April Fool's joke, and that no. someone signed yeah, up you to know her what I heard? account. Do you know and what I heard? Posted a bad thing. I heard that all the times over the last, oh, 30 or so Pottercasts that whenever you've said that <laughs> word, I've responded that there's a chapter in book six named Horcruxes. Yeah. I heard that that's almost exactly what got posted on Joe Rowling's site. Imagine that. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Well, here's the thing about the horse. I can say that. Oh, no, no. Well, what was that As word? much as I what want what, what, what was on this show. John, I can't. Are you trying to say something? We can't hear you. What? Sorry, what did you say? I said that horse. Is my word. No, what? So I didn't get that. What? What? Horse. No. A Pottercast. John, I don't know what's what? going on. Are you doing something to your mic? Horses. Horse. Horse. Horses. Uh-huh. Trusty horses? steed. Horse. Mm-hmm. who. John, you can't say it anymore. I no, see, can't. It's here's hot. what happened is that because it's um, property of MuggleCast, because we said it on their show first, they can't say it anymore. But we're all good. We can say it as much as we want. Okay, go ahead. Try and say it again. What? Horse. What so, was did that? you get that? I can hear him, Melissa. I can't hear him. It's just all static and someone's messing around with something in my room. I can't. I th- I think I, I think I Joe put up. the final kibosh on that. I think that your your uh, your you incorrect plural days are over. Was I bewitched? I think you got the oh Silencio spell on you, babe. Feels I think so good. I think Joe ex- expelliarmus me, mm-hmm. and I'm suddenly <laughs> unable to say hork. What? Say what? Oh. oh. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, for for anyone who didn't have any idea what we're talking about here, John has his own little plural for the word horcruxes. Horcruxes, which is mm-hmm. in the book. And Joe Rowling, our hero, has informed him and the world mm-hmm. that he is incorrect. I can't wait for like some other foreign language version for it to actually be like the proper spelling for it to be spelled that way. And I'm gonna buy that version of the book and only that version of the book from that one. Sue. You wait, it's going to be like Flemish or something. Flemish? Yeah. Is that a language? Uh, it is, I think, or something. I don't know. But Well, that's how they spell it over there in, in the Flem. Okay. <laughs> Flemland? Flemland. <laughs> is that where Sue. Fleur lives in Flemland? <laughs> yes, she does live there. <laughs> Sue, does it, does it feel so good as the same way? Like, this feels so good. 
all the screaming I've been doing for like a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, say what you want. I still think that's probably one of the coolest things that, uh, you know, yeah. has happened <laughs> to me in this <laughs> yeah. whole crazy Harry Potter experience. That was pretty cool, I gotta say. Like, never, ever. You know, I thought maybe one day she'd address it, but never yeah. in a million years I'm did just, I think. You know, it's 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 the same kind of, it's like when we got the fan side award to see, like, your name typed up there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now it's like, I can imagine a conversation she could have with somebody like, who is this idiot? Can <laughs> Who thinks it's spelled this way? Where does he get yeah, off? She laid it out cold too. Yeah, where does he get off to in that to everybody? To the point she puts it on her website. That's it a, is so funny. So funny. Just She's just like, the no. thought that I took maybe five to ten seconds of her uh, attention. Do you know how many letters she's probably gotten? Yeah, because it swept the fandom, man. You I've seen like... it in fan fiction. <laughs> I, I was not. reading a fan fiction, and they called it Hork. Spelled See? my way. And I forget how they put it in there, but they made it off like it was a character who kept saying it wrong. Like yeah, it was Ron awesome. or somebody. But yeah, it was so funny. Awesome. Good stuff. It is. All right. Well, that was great fun. Well, Joe has not been quiet, though, this week, has she? Not just no, with that. She, hasn't she had has not. <laughs> As if she didn't already know how to get our pulses going. Mm-hmm. With just, you know, an update or a word or something. Yeah, Joe Rowling is coming to my hometown. Oh, my goodness, oh. my New York. You better Woo-hoo. make sure your apartment's all cleaned up so she has oh, a place stop. to stay. Stop that. Joe yeah. is coming yeah, Melissa, in I August, I need to come to New York. I need to come to New York, but I need a place to stay. Is that supposed to be an English accent? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I have the world's worst accent by John Hey, you know Newey. what, you guys? I'm not a very big traveler. I don't get out to to the up very much, okay? Oh, please, I can't. I can't do an accent, and I've been, I've gone to the Uck about twelve times. Oh man, you you and me both. My accent is like ten times worse <laughs> than yours. Half Aww. hillbilly Southern, bogus, you know, Scottish. You know. Yeah. Anyway, I'll do my rogue pirate for you again. Okay, anyway, well, she's, she's coming in August. Is coming to the great New York. I'm like nothing in this great wide world can make me happier. That that. Well, she's doing uh, this big event with like Judy Bloom and Dan Brown, isn't no, it? No, you Judy dope. Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen King and John Irving, some of the best mm-hmm. authors. Who's John Irving? What's he write? Prayer for Owen Meany. What else does he write? Um, there's more. Do you know Garp? Garp. Not Garp. Sorry. Oh, I have Garp on the brain. Oh, my God. Shoot me now. Oh, terrible. It's Garp. Sorry. Sorry. Um, Cheap joke. I'm excited. But so this is all for this is for charity. We should point this out that it's going. The proceeds will benefit the Haven Foundation and Doctors Without Borders, which is an excellent foundation. And um, so this is really good. And I we don't know if tickets are probably by now. By the time this airs, they'll sell out. But. I don't know. Maybe, sure. maybe we should check eBay. Search. I'm sure they'll be on eBay. So anyway, yeah. So Joe Rowling with Stephen King, the person who mm-hmm. has written 800,000 books and has been one of J.K. Rowling's most ardent supporters. Yeah. He's the one who called, um, I think it was non-HP lovers. He called them geeks or something in an Entertainment Weekly okay. article. He's, he's awesome. Well, Entertainment yeah. Weekly hates Harry Potter. No, they don't. No, they, they <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> fans. Yeah. So yeah. So John Irving is most known for the a prayer for Owen meaning and the world according to Garp and mm-hmm. many 
Garp. No, not Grop. Oh. It could be Garp. his brother. We don't know. We could be, be another long lost cousin or something. We don't know. Like okay. Ray and Rafe. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Can you imagine, though? I mean, I. So, I mean, the, imagine what the people are going to. You get to ask a question. If you got a ticket, if you're lucky enough, you get to ask a question of the author. Now. Oh, there are seats left. Look at this. You're kidding. No way. There are seats left as of, the, as of 12 hours after tickets went on sale. Wait, oh, in the very gee. back row, probably, or something. Oh, uh, no. Orchestra 5. Oh, my God. Oh, Let's no way. Is, will this air after you announce about... Sorry. All right. Well, most likely, hopefully, God willing, the Leaky mm-hmm. Mug has gone up by now. But leaky Mug. Leaky Mug. Um, Lucitone. We're... When... All right. This, this thing is happening in New York... A day after Lumos. A day mm-hmm. after we no, come back. No, it's not. There's the 31st of July. Oh, right. You're right. There's two wow. days. Two days. Yeah. Two, well, we, well, we leave Three the 30th days. and we come back. We come back the 30th. So we have like it's a day right. of rest and then this in New York. So instead of everybody going home from Vegas, now everybody is coming to New York from Vegas. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're all getting our operation license. All staying in my apartment. Yes, <laughs> Just in and, time. And Andrew sent me an email that said, you know, you know what we should do. I said, I know. He said we should we should do another live podcast. And oh, I said, live podcast! And we I said, said no. You are correct. Are we then? Three days after our Vegas one, we are gonna do another live podcast in New York on August second. We think at the same Barnes and Noble that we've been at the first time, but we, we aren't Ooh. positive on that yet. And yeah, it's gonna be. We that couldn't have all so these Harry cool. Potter fans. Yeah, we couldn't have all these Harry Potter fans in New York, all of us in yes. New York, and not get together and celebrate like that. So. And and Joe, if you're listening, I'll figure out a way to arrange for fifty Stop bodyguards that. to take care of you if you want to come. Stop. Absolutely. You, you'd need about Joe, that many. You are welcome to come to our podcast. Of course, she's podcast. welcome. Don't give yes. her, but don't give her pressure. Woman's coming to New York. I bet she's got a schedule down to the minute. I can't even imagine what that schedule looks like. Well, she has to hit every single burrito place. Well, yeah. Well, she's there because they have none of those in Scotland. No Chipotle has not made it to she Scotland. She has to get more of the Dunkin' Donuts coffee that she got in July. Absolutely. That's true. Yeah. True. Well, I'm going to go shopping with her. Do you think so she can help me get some good shoes? Oh, I'm, I'm sure I she's mean... got, you know, plenty of hangout time to go shopping. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Joe. <laughs> yeah. No. Let's, but I just want to, I just, because this is what, this is the rumors that are going to start. Oh, Joe's going to be there, blah, blah, blah. No. No. It's a live uh, podcast with just the schmoes. I'm sorry. I know. Come on. We're fun. The people will come to see us. But you us. know what? This will be Shoot a great this, this will be a great Potterhead rally, man. I mean, this yeah. will be awesome. It'll be so much you know, fun. It's gather be, together uh, and go see Joe. How awesome. It's going to be National Wear Your Pottercast Leaky Shirt Day. Woohoo. That's when John designs be. them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he gets them out there. <laughs> we need to move it on out, guys. Today on the podcast, we have all about Harry's training over the past couple of books. And our canon conundrum is about what other wizard might have been the wizard Dumbledore was talking about when he said that Tom Riddle knew that somebody had created a Horcrux before. In other words, who else has a Horcrux? Mm -hmm. That's a great conundrum. Dobby, we're ratting you out, brother. Dobby. Dobby. Dobby likes not his Dobby. Well, well, we'll see. Now that Dobby <laughs> is free, he's got time free. to make all kinds of horcruxes. It's still like, oh, he said, oh, he said, wait. Oh. But John, seriously, what a way to go. Yeah. If, you're, if you were going to get shot down, what a way. I don't know, but I guess it's time to uh, dust off Mr. Blood. What? <laughs> Mr. Blood. Mr. Blood needs to. Oh, his, he's going to be the next thing to his, go down in flames. 
bit a of fame on the website. Well, that's not something to anyway. Okay, let's go on, guys. We'll see you at the end. All right, see you at the jump. I think Snape probably has a Horcrux floating around. I mean, we know he's intelligent and knowledgeable enough about things that he'd be capable of making one. Not only that, but given his double, triple, whatever crossings, he'd probably want one for safety's sake. Hey, I've got a uh, thought about who else might have had some uh, Horcruxes, or more accurately, who wouldn't have. I've seen a lot that, you know, Dumbledore's not dead, and even if he is, you know, he's got some Horcruxes that, you know, he's going to be back. This directly invalidates John's Aberforth as a Horcrux theory. But, uh, you know, the way that Horcruxes were described as being so utterly evil, and they're the foulest inventions on Earth, according to some of the books in the library, I just think there's no way that Dumbledore would have created a Horcrux in to be able to use. He just, he doesn't have the evil disposition to be able to do that. So that's what I think about who would, or more accurately, would not have a Horcrux. The only other person in canon that I could think that maybe created a Horcrux was Grindelwald, since he was the last evil overlord before Voldemort that we know of anyway, and maybe that's how Slughorn knew about Horcruxes, because he was teaching at Hogwarts and pretty close to Dumbledore at the time of Grindelwald's reign. I think that another character that would be likely to have made a Horcrux would be Snape. Uh, if he really is playing both sides, this would be some extra insurance for him. It would also be some insurance that he wouldn't die if he broke his unbreakable vow with Narcissa. He also seems to be the type of person that would be aware of Horcruxes, since he has extraordinary magical ability and he is fond of the dark arts. He also talks about putting a stopper in death in the first potions lesson. If anyone else has made a Horcrux in the wizarding world, it would be him. I think that there is only one more person or wizard who ever created a Horcrux, and that is Grindelwald. I think he was definitely evil enough to try uh, to create one, and I also think that he succeeded, and that at least he split his soul in half. And uh, that's also one reason why Dumbledore is so famous, because he was uh, one of the first wizards who ever faced a Horcrux. I don't think it was that only one other person made a Horcrux, but I think many other people made a Horcrux because Voldemort said, I have gone on the path to immortality farther than anybody else. So I think many people have had, have done it. And I think Grindelwald too. And now, straight from the Leaky Lounge, this week's Modcast. Oh yeah, we are in trouble. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's Modcast. Uh, this is Jason, known on the forums as the Guru of Sloth. And with me today is... Hi, I'm Kim. Kim M. Parker. And I'm Laurie Damarell, otherwise known as Astadel Wormwood. And when I was browsing through the forum, well, as I do, I came across what I thought was a really interesting thread. And the question is, who will complete Harry's training? Which, which is quite good, because... Um, for me, there are two big possibilities, dependent on the fact that Harry might not go back to school. So right. if he goes back to school, yeah. then obviously he's got his teachers, but he's missing um, two. One's um, now a murderer, and the other's um, well dead. 
Um, <laughs> one's in then, bowl, the other one's in a grave. Right. And, it's all good. Those two events are somewhat related. <laughs> Moving swiftly on, um, <laughs> there's the, the other possibility. It's, of course, Harry doesn't go back to school. And then what happens? Because, yes, he's, when we come to the next book, he'll be 17. He'll be a adult wizard, you know, in terms of the law. But he's missed a year of training, as it were. Is that going to matter for someone? Who, like, if you think about Harry in the Triwizard Tournament, he kept thinking when he'd been entered... I'm going to die. All these other, no, yeah, all these, they've right. all had all this extra training. There's so much emphasis on the fact that he's three years behind the others. And yet he manages course, with a bit of help. Well, he had a little help. A lot of help. Which is, I think, the same thing. I think it's almost definite he's not going back to school. You do? I don't think he's going back to Hogwarts. If he's going to look for the Horcruxes, he almost can't go back. I mean, he's got to yeah. go full bore. Unless, uh, unless it ends up that all whatever number remaining Horcruxes are at Hogwarts, which I highly doubt. Mm, there's yeah. no, I don't think there's but no chance you know he's going to show back. up at Hogwarts at some point. Yeah, some I think reason. Tom will want to go back to Hogwarts. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that would be lovely. If, if, if he, like, died there, like, in the only place he felt at home, oh, that would be so sweet. Oh. Oh, that might, that if, might, anyone that deserves, might make... if anyone deserves a happy oh, ending, it's... It's Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> back to the topic at hand. Before we... <laughs> Harry's not going back to school. Um, the teachers... I don't know. Let's say that there is no school. So you've got the Order, which has McGonagall and Lupin. Mm-hmm. Yay. They both taught him. And yes. Moody sort of did... He's capable of teaching. Right. So I think they'll be, you know, they'll be able to give him tips on defensive spells, but he There's knows also... a lot about defensive magic. Well, and don't forget there's Hermione and her library. Yeah. There's Bill and Charlie, too. Bill and Charlie. And possibly Percy, we don't know. We'll leave that one off. Yeah, there's the twins. Off the table. Who I swear are smarter than people give them credit they for. They are really smart. And the thing about the twins is, if Harry isn't, as much as he trains... He's not going to know nearly what like adult wizards who have been fighting and battling for a long time know. But I almost see the twins could like come in and be like a Q or something in James Bond. Like, oh, here's some, uh, you know, some little gadgets, Harry, for you to take with you, you know, that so might come in handy along the way. And it allows us to still be able to see them because I don't think we're going to start losing characters by book seven. Oh, well, except for to, you know, death, obviously. You mean like yeah, in the in like whatever time we miss? Yeah, it allows us to still be able to. For them to still be able to have a role in the novels. Oh, losing, not being at school. losing you mean by yeah. being cut out of the book? Yeah. I thought you meant by dying. No, like, we're going to lose some. To, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <was> like, okay. <laughs> so, uh, it's going to be a bloodbath. We've got these Horcruxes. Go on. And Harry has no idea how to destroy them. The only person who's managed to destroy one that we know of and can identify is Albus Dumbledore. Right. And he suffered quite badly. Both times. Well, one time he wasn't destroying it even. He was just finding it. Yeah. And... Snape would have helped him because right. he knows about dark magic. Mm-hmm. So, Snape could help him. You know, if Snape can well, heal and a he's wound an evil, or aid he's a an... wound like that, Snape knows a lot. Well, he's an evil, ugly, awful, greasy git, but he was trying to help Harry and trying to further Harry's education by constantly reminding him to use the wandless magic. Mm. Don't say this. Yeah. Don't say that spell. If you say that spell, I know what you're going to do. Keep thinking it. He was I definitely mean, teaching him. He was teaching him right up until the end. For whatever reason, whether out of arrogance or because he really wants to help him, we'll leave that up to speculation. Well, if Harry's the only one who can get rid of the Dark Lord, everyone wants rid of the Dark Lord, so they'll probably help Harry. But I think if anyone knows about destroying Horcruxes, it's going to be Snape. Okay. But how will Harry, I mean... How are they going to connect? Yeah. That's the question. Harry probably doesn't know that Snape knows how to get rid of them. Harry also, probably the first man he sees Snape, will be testing his AK spell for the first time. Yeah, Snape has too much pride to go and offer his intelligence and his knowledge to Harry. As I was reading through the thread and the name Snape would come up, 
And I'm still not convinced that there's going to be a long bit of the book where Harry's out searching for Horcruxes, but there's at least a fair possibility that that will happen. And I was starting to imagine like seeing this kind of shadowy Snape figure, like kind of tailing Harry and like maybe even helping him without Harry's knowledge or something. Or maybe, you know, he'll turn up and Harry will be like, what the hell are you doing here? And I sort of see Snape offering his his assistance in kind of a, a sneakier or sinister way, if, yeah. in fact, Snape mm-hmm. is on Harry's side. I could see him doing that and trying to help without Harry ever being able to notice it. I could see some right. of the other members of the Order doing the same thing and keeping an eye on him. The thing is... With, maybe without him knowing. Yeah. Harry's not going to be telling people about the Horcruxes, is he? No. No. So most people But they're going to wonder where he is and sure, why he's wandering they'll, around. They'll definitely be trying to keep an eye on him. And I think, you know, this is this is kooky and going to get me in trouble with some people, but I think Dumbledore still has a role to play in helping further Harry's Harry's growth and Harry's education. I don't think it's going to be Dumbledore alive. Dumbledore is dead, deader mm. than a doornail. There is no two ways around it. But there's still the pensive. The pensive is important, I think. There's yeah. the portraits, both of which I think are going. She didn't show us that portrait at the end of the book just yeah. to cement the fact that he was dead. That was there to remind us that the portrait can play a role. And I think the pensive is going to be a huge role. And that may be what requires him to go back to Hogwarts, at least for a little while, yeah. is to check out that pensive and see what other... He needs to see the memory of the night Dumbledore got that horcrux and destroyed it. Well, there's other legacies of Dumbledore's, or I don't know if you'd call them legacies, but connections. Mm-hmm. There's Fox. you got to imagine that Fox will play a part in the last book. And there's old Aberforthy. Mm. who a lot of might people, have a role. even though like there's no real reason to think this except for the fact that he's Dumbledore's brother. But people really seem to like the idea that Aberforth will kind of step into the gap. And- I think he'll play a role. I mean, he's now been, we saw him in the fifth book. We saw him in the sixth book when we didn't need to. And I know it's two different things, but they made the point of casting him in the fifth movie. Yeah. Which kind of makes me think that he has a more important role than just showing up at the Hogshead for the seventh book. Yeah. I don't think he's going to step right into Dumbledore's shoes and be, you know, because we've had little lines about he doesn't know how to read and he you know, loves goats. And, and it's kind of too late for Harry to have another mentor. Yeah, but I think he knows something about Dumbledore's past mm. or about Dumbledore that can help Harry, whether Harry knows it, you know, whether Abelforth and Harry realize that that fact is important or not. That's interesting. Put together the pensive, maybe Aberforth or anyone else who can, different people who can share more knowledge of Dumbledore. So you're probably right that he will still have a lot to impart to Harry one way or another from beyond the grave. But I think it will be sort of a basis and Harry will learn those things and Mm. then go on. And I don't know, I'm hoping that this book will see Harry learn so much more for himself. There were so many indications that this is going to be a book of independence for Harry. Harry's going to be doing things on his own because he wants to. And Well, it can never be a complete book of independence. She's been independent from adults, but she spent the last six books giving Harry a network of support and a community of support around him. The Order, his father's, well, one remaining friend, the trio, the Weasleys. She's she's built up this network of support around him. He's not going to be completely independent and on his own in the last book. It's just, no, it's, it's not going to happen. In charge, in a way. Yeah, he'll be in charge, finally, of his own... Destiny. Yeah, I don't want to say that. You didn't want to say it. (laughs) Certainly at the end of Half-Blood Prince, he's ready. Well, he was fully expecting to go out on his own by then. Yeah, he's ready to. And I think if he tries to stay really independent, and that's probably going to hurt him. 
the the point is well taken, Laurie, that he's always needed to be pushed into things before. He's got no one to push him. He doesn't need no. to be anymore. He either. doesn't need no. to be anymore. But he had that final push, and that's why Dumbledore had to die. But Dumbledore made a point of telling him to keep Ron and Hermione around, and mm-hmm. he also needs to expand that lesson, I think. Too. Probably because Dumbledore suspected Harry might even have done to Ron and Hermione what he did to Ginny. Mm. And I don't, yeah, I don't think he wants that, nor do I think that, that would help him. He needs to be able to reach out to not just his really close friends, but, you know, other people who can help him, Lupin mm-hmm. or whoever. What about the book? If Snape himself isn't going to help train Harry, well, the, well, the book is still stuck book. in the room of requirement. Right, but so he can get it. To get the book, he'll have to go back to Hogwarts. I think there's a few things he needs at Hogwarts. So we'll see Harry at Hogwarts for at least a few days, you know, for at least a short period of time. I don't think as a student, I think he's done with official studies. But he has to go back to get the book. He's got to go back to see the Pensieve. I'm sure there's at least one Horcrux at, at Hogwarts. That's exactly the sort of egotistical agree. thing that the Dark Lord would do. As far as training, I mean, we don't really see Harry like go into like uh, intensive wizard training for a couple months to get ready for something. I no. mean, it's not so much training, I guess, as aid and like people he can go to when he needs help. Knowing what to do at the right time. Yeah. I mean, you can know every single spell in the book and not be able to think on your feet. Yeah. But that's always been Harry's strength is being able to think on his feet and take, okay, I learned this at one point. Now I can use this. He has yeah. the knowledge. It's just, he does. He has the knowledge to do it. He just needs to figure out how to use it and how to manipulate it. Somebody wrote something down in, in that thread that I copied down because I just thought it was really interesting. Unicorn 1950 wrote, Seeing Dumbledore, how he was so in tune with kind of like almost intuitive, like feeling the magic, listening very carefully, like noticing things that were subtle and that Harry really needs to, he he might have that ability, but he tends to be much more like a loud, like brash person he needs to. And what they said was, unless he can learn to listen to the whispers, he will not succeed. That just kind of struck me. I don't know if that's That's something that Harry is going to need to pick up Mm -hmm. on his way. Guys, one person who would complete Harry's training, who would you say? I think, God. Dumbledore isn't dead. People are going to hate me. I think it'll be Dumbledore. He's dead, but he's going to help Harry. Are you agreeing with Kim? Uh, no, I think I'm going to agree with you if, if, if you're going to say what I think you're going to say. But it's uh, Snape? I'm really not sure, but I'm still totally up in the air about Snape's where he is and what he's after. But I just think it would be the best story. And I hope it turns out that way. Well, on that note, I think it's time to say goodbye. Bye, all. Bye. I think Grindelwald also made a horcrux. He was defeated by Dumbledore, and Dumbledore knows how to get rid of the horcrux, which does not seem to be common knowledge. I think maybe Dumbledore studied up the first time and was able to take down Grindelwald and his horcrux, and that's how he formulated the theory of Voldemort and his seven horcruxes. Also, all Snape's talk of potions and putting a stopper in death makes him an interesting candidate for a horcrux maker, but, as slimy as he is, I still can't see him killing someone. Also, I don't think someone willing to make an unbreakable vow, putting themselves in a position to die, would be that obsessed with stopping death. I think he is all for self-preservation, but not to the point of making a horcrux. I think that possibly Grindelwald made them, and like I think that Dumbledore knew what horcruxes were before, and he, want, he wanted Harry to hear it from Slughorn that so he knows that Slughorn was, um, like, conversed with Tom Riddle and everything. My theory on someone else having a Horcrux would have to be Lucius Malfoy. He acts so overly confident all the time, like he has no reason to worry about being killed, and his deep involvement with the dark arts makes him a great candidate as well. I don't think anyone else in canon has made a Horcrux. 
I think many people know about them, but not anyone else has made more than one, at least. Not anyone that we know of. I think people just don't have the nerve to kill someone to split a part of their soul. Could Albus Dumbledore have made a horcrux? He certainly was powerful enough and could have made it when he defeated Grindelwald in 1945. And what about feeling his bit of soul inside Fox, the phoenix? I mean, if nasty Tom Riddle can supposedly hide a horcrux inside Nagini, an obviously magical animal and Voldemort's constant companion, Dumbledore stored a horcrux inside Fox, with whom he shared a very strong bond. Even if no one helped restore Dumbledore to human form, he would, in essence, be alive within Fox and immortal. I know that Jay Care says that when a person dies, they die, but she is quite sneaky, isn't she? And perhaps we'll see the spirit of Dumbledore again in Book 7 via Fox. I think that Grindelwald could have made a Horcrux, and because he was defeated by Dumbledore, that would explain why Dumbledore knows so much about Horcruxes and how to destroy them. Hey everybody, welcome to Canon Conundrums number four. Ooh. And we are the Fantastic Four, including Ooh. your favorite webmaster of the HP Lexicon, Mr. Steve Vanderark. That would be me. Hey Steve. Hey. How is it going? Oh, I don't know. I guess I'm back, aren't I? Yes, We've are. got one hella cool topic to talk about this time. <laughs> hella cool. It's, not, it's John's new suffix. I mean, prefix. Start getting used to it. Uh. What is it about this week? Well, if you would just listen to the show so far, you've heard all the voicemails about it. Mm-hmm. Who else has made a Horcrux? Well, who else besides me and Riddle have made Horcruxes is what we'll be talking about this week. Oh, you've made one? Oh, okay. you just said Horcruxes. Dang it! <laughs> you did <laughs> and you said it! <laughs> well, anyway. what are we talking about? Horcruxes. Horcrees. <laughs> Now you're saying horcrees. You're putting an S on the plural. Okay, good. <laughs> Dang it. I'm done. Can oh, we're talking about horcruxes. Who have made the horcree? The history of the horcree. Who could it be? Right. Who can it be? And well, we know other people a, have. A quick um, brief canon synopsis of uh, horcree by Steve Vanderark. Well, I, I, as in what they are, they are an object which has been uh, imbued with this, with a piece of the soul of a magician, excuse me, spellcaster, wizard, whatever. Been reading too many fantasy books lately. <laughs> um, and uh, the uh, uh, piece of the soul is done with some fancy magical spells after uh, uh, committing a murder. Now, according to canon, you don't get a, a horcrux or you don't, split your soul uh, unless you intentionally do all the magic and everything like this. So every time somebody murders somebody, they don't split their soul. But when you split your soul, uh, excuse me, when you commit a murder and then do the magic right afterwards, then you split your soul and you can put the piece of your soul into a physical object or apparently even a living uh, creature because uh, Dumbledore suggested that possibly Nagini was uh, was a Horcrux. So that's kind of the basis of it. Now, the whole question we have now comes from the passage in Half-Blood Prince where Dumbledore says, um, and I thought I knew what that meant, though the Death Eaters did not. He was referring to his Horcruxes. Horcruxes in the plural, Harry, which I do not believe in any other wizard has ever had. So in other words, he's referring to the fact that no other wizard has had plural Horcruxes. 
But and by the way, John, John, it says Horcruxes. I'm looking at the book here. You know, there's a whole oh, chapter she's, titled. She's allowed Horcruxes. to make typos. More there's a whole long. chapter titled Horcruxes. I, I blame the editing staff at Scholastic. Oh, oh. don't you <laughs> dare! You just gave Hot Cheryl about six heart attacks. Oh, Hot Cheryl, uh, don't don't talk about uh, our double with two T's before her, her grand appearance. <laughs> I thought those were twins. Don't you know? Oh, they're the twins. Um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that passage also, if nobody else, if Tom Riddle doesn't know anybody who's made it more than once, naturally says that he that he knows of somebody that's made it once. Yes. That somebody else has made or her. You, you don't think Dumbledore was, was referring to other than myself, no one else has made a, a, a horcrux? No, Dumbledore died. Yeah, but he could be waiting to come back. I think maybe... <sighs> I think the we need to Dumbledore's repeat this. Horcrux is ready to be floating around finding another body right about now. No, I think we need to repeat this. Dumbledore died. Let's all just a have a moment. Opinion. Dumbledore He's died. Well, that, that'll be our next, our future canon conundrum. Why peace. Dumbledore is dead and why he's maybe not be dead. nailed him to the tower, he would be pushing up daisies. No. <laughs> Sorry. That is definitely a future canon conundrum when we have Steve versus... DumbledoreIsNotDead.com for an all-out debate. But see, this is the thing. There are things that are like up for question and canon, clearly up for question. I don't see this as a conundrum. As it one is of for them. some people. He but fell that's off the astronomy of the tower, day. if nothing else. He could have okay, hold on. I, I, transferred anyway. himself into yes. Anyway, anyway yes. horcruxes. <laughs> okay, horcruxes. <laughs> Who else has them? Who else made a horcrux? And John, are you suggesting you think Dumbledore has made a horcrux? I, I mean... It's it's pretty much everything Dumbledore stands for, isn't it? Really what, not killing much. people? <laughs> not so much. No. <laughs> or or the opposite, killing people. I mean, <laughs> if the only way to make a Horcrux is to murder someone, you're saying that Dumbledore has murdered someone for purely personal gain of making a Horcrux. I don't think it has to be for only personal gain. It could have just been like a byproduct. Oh, I killed somebody. I guess I, maybe I can make a Horcrux now just for the hell of it. <laughs> Waste you know not, want not. Exactly. You shall, I don't you shall not have died in vain. Exactly. <laughs> you shall not have been mortally wounded in vain. <laughs> well, now, well, now, wait. Does, can, can you make a Horcrux? <laughs> I want to go for a walk. Oh, be quiet. You're not fooling anyone. There you go. There's your Horcrux. <laughs> Brilliant. See, can you? Here's here's the thing. Can you? If you're like Dumbledore, can you go pay some low life to kill somebody for you? There no. you go. So you don't have to do it yourself, and then you can still make the Horcrux. Mundungus? No, no, you no. can't. Mundungus. Well, now, now does does a Horcrux have to be made as you're killing somebody, or does it get made after the fact? And like, it's is there crazy. like a minute time limit? No, no. Like, if you don't do it don't in the know. first thirty minutes after the death, it doesn't work right. So you're know. thinking, possibly in the in the Dumbledore sense, you're thinking that something happened, some accident. He he turned the wrong direction in okay. his room and knocked <laughs> he, some he poor, hit somebody with his car. Off. He hit somebody. He was looking down at his knee to try to find his way in the underground. Well, he was trying he to navigate somebody off the edge and in front of an yeah. underground train. And he thought, well, as long as they're dead, yeah. And I did it. I might as well make myself a Horcrux. Hey, yeah. Sue. Well, first he expelliarmus yeah. the yeah. dead body. Let's see if that would work. Yeah, Sue, yeah. why don't you and I go and actually have a kind of okay. Okay. discussion? Do it, these, yeah. these two can spat on their own. Do it, ladies. Go for it. Okay. Okay. Who yeah, else go. made a Horcrux besides well. the ridiculous possibility of Dumbledore? Okay, fine. Dumbledore's out. No, I, I, I think, Melissa, and you and I have talked about this privately. I think it has mm-hmm. to do with that the dark 
the first dark wizard, the big powerful one before Grindelwald, that we don't know anything about. Mysterious. Yes. Except that he died in 1945. Mm -hmm. I think they had Horcrux back then. Mm -hmm. Are we sure Dumbledore killed him? I, I I do think it was him. Defeated him. That, well, it's a nice it's a nice theory because Dumbledore knows a lot about Horcruxes. Not maybe not that that whether Tom Riddle knows about the Horcruxes, but he knew himself. He knew how to fight them. He knows how to get rid of them. He's gotten rid of what one of them when he lost his hand. He did certainly, a pretty shoddy and, job at it that time. And if he's you know? so so vividly against, it sounds like he has a personal animus against them. Mm-hmm. That would that's right. Him having experience with right. their presence. Sure. Right, because Slughorn says, oh boy, Dumbledore will never stand for, for us. And he's talking about that here at, at, at Hogwarts. Is that, is, that a, is that a general societal taboo, or is that something Dumbledore personally has a big thing about? Well, doesn't it make you, too, wonder how exactly Mr. Slughorn knows all about Horcruxes, too? I find that well, most curious that... Yeah. You don't think he's got one? He could, he could be somebody with it, too. Well, but Tom... Tom Riddle knows that somebody has made one, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Is sure. this how is this how maybe Tom Riddle knew to ask Slughorn? See, that's another good question. How did he know Slughorn would know about that? Yeah, I don't know. Or do all maybe he had one of all adult, but, really strong but, adult wizards kind of know about it? They just don't talk. It's about not it. in many books, though, right? Because doesn't Hermione or somebody makes mention that she can't find much about him in books or something? She looked right. everywhere, and or is that just the Hogwarts library? Even in the yeah, Forbidden so. section, is that just the Hogwarts library that has you know? A, no, I think she. The, she you, probably know, you get to the Horcrux section, and it's empty. Well, then she's going to restrict the section. There's only though? one. I think there's she, only one library in all of the Harry Potter world, according yeah. to canon, and it's in Hogwarts. Well, oh, maybe, but certainly they would have a, a library at Durmstrang, for example. A public library? No, have not, a, a school cards. library. Oh, at the Durmstrang. At Durmstrang, and certainly. And so tones. You can easily imagine that at Durmstrang, you know, they've got a whole Horcrux section. <laughs> yeah. Well, that may be yeah. how, we, how we get back to see Victor, because we are going to see Victor in book seven. Yeah. Are we? Yeah. Yeah, because she said that he would come back, and there's only one book left, so... We are going to see Victor, and maybe they go there to to, to look up what Durmstrang has to say about Horcruxes. Aha. Uh-huh. Hmm. But I mean, but this is such a dark, a really, really dark, evil, if you want to use that word, evil thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I just... Right. Well, what about Salazar Slytherin? He maybe has a Horcrux? It's possible. What if he's been waiting all this time to come back? Until Voldemort he's was going to come strength. back in book seven, and they're going to like tag team everybody. Well, maybe that's what Grindelwald had. Maybe. Slytherin had something from Slytherin, and in him, and that's why it was you know, I mean, that help gave to his rise to power, to his dark power. I don't know. And maybe that's been passed on to Voldemort. Yeah. Hmm. Trixie. I don't know. I know there's something about that whole bit of him. I mean. That Grindelwald, I, I, I'm very curious about that, and those twelve uses of dragon blood too. I'm just. You think know. one of them is a Horcrux killer? Yeah, maybe, could be. It's like possible. A, a, a Horcrux aside, He's like a spray can. Yeah. <laughs> Horcrux be gone. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. it's supermarket by Gilderoy Lockhart oh. coming to. All over the, yeah. yeah, exactly. Especially diluted. Wear gloves when you use it. Yeah. <laughs> Highly concentrated. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Anybody else come to mind? Who else could? I mean, other than other than Riddle and Dobby and Grindelwald. <laughs> Wait, Dobby. Who else? 
has a horcrux. Dobby? Yeah, Dobby, of course. Look in his eyes. Dobby have horcrux on his paws. Of course he's killed before. It's always the crazy ones. Yeah. See, I think you know you've got to. You, there is this whole subculture to the wizarding world of dark magic using witches and wizards. Sure. I mean, they got a whole nocturnality, yeah. and they must have people actually shop there. So yeah. there's probably quite a few people who you know have a Horcrux for one reason or another. Well, I don't know. Not, they're they're not, not top num- top level get, people of society. But. Well, we get the impression that they're so hard to do that you have to be some damn skilled wizard, and it doesn't seem like anybody can do it. Besides the person for whom the Horcrux is intended, yeah. right? But there's some really, you know, skillful yeah. wizards out there. Yeah. But but you I know mean, they aren't they aren't all just working on the night bus. <laughs> but you but but that's <laughs> assuming that anybody that kills is going to make a Horcrux. No 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 no! It doesn't happen just if you kill somebody. It happens if you do that plus the magic spells. And mm-hmm. I hope the magic is somewhat complicated. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's some sure cheap it spell. Like Expelliarmus plus something. But if you're going to hang around Nocturne Alley, somebody there is probably to say, yeah. "Yeah, we've got we've got instruction books on that round yeah. the back." Explain you know? to me Nocturne Alley. How can the Ministry just let <laughs> Nocturne Alley exist when its sole purpose is to promote the dark arts? You know, that's a good question, John. <laughs> I don't Both think that it's sole purpose because the well, Ministry is just so effective in all yeah. the things that it does. You think they would have wiped that out long ago? Yeah, I know. Well, I don't think it, I don't think it is purposefully there for dark arts i think it's just where people have ended up selling the darker stuff i think you could, you could perfectly find shop in there for other things like hagrid was getting a slug a flesh-eating slug repellent you know what i mean and it's just where the sort of seedier more dangerous stuff has sort of ended up but yeah. i don't think it was raised but any that's a topic of another okay. kind of conundrum yeah i mean i guess you could look at the financial considerations but fudge was all about the <laughs> yeah, money but, but it does know. it does give us a place where somebody could go mm-hmm. where they could probably find somebody who could you know give them what they needed to know to make a a, a horcrux if they wanted to i mean well, see, you know i mean that's i i think that that it is possible i don't think it's like like every scummy per, you know wizard out there's got a horcrux but i think i think there's going to be a significant number of people who have given it a shot was you snape know? i mean well, was was snape. Riddle, was do you riddle think riddle snape is killed before before, before i think snape's killed for sure i don't think you got really? to be voldemort's right hand man if you haven't killed hmm Ooh. who did he I'm, kill I'm pretty. I sense another canon conundrum coming mm. up. Has Snape ever killed anyone? Maybe would he have killed R.A.B. Regulus? Ooh! Oh, uh, now we're just in all pretzel oh, yes. around here. Trixiness. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, is Regulus really dead, or is he Stubby Boardman? But that's a whole other topic yeah. as well. <laughs> it's true. Stubby well, no. Board. Answer me. So this, anyway, Steve. so uh, an interesting question of whether whether Snape has actually killed someone. You know, I, I, I don't know, mm-hmm. but I, I wasn't thinking about Snape when I was thinking about people who made a Horcrux, but I, it just doesn't seem like something he would do. Snape, no, you know, and everybody, mm-hmm. most people know that I'm not a Snape lover. I am not, but there is a certain sense where he is a man of honor. I don't like many of the things he does, but he is a man of honor. <laughs> and, uh, I, don't know. I think that, oh, well, you know, I think, I think that, uh, whatever his convictions are, I think he is willing to stick to them, and he's willing to do what he has to do. And uh, I just don't see making a Horcrux as fitting into his personality, no, even though I, I don't like him. I don't think I don't think he's a Horcrux kind of guy. 
No. I don't think he's what, he's one for this eternal life crap. I think he wants to just be done when he's done. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah I just don't think that the knowledge of how to do a Horcrux is all that common. So I just I just think it's... Um, so I don't know that, that he would have done it. I, but you look at somebody like Snape, not only was did he was he privy to all of Dumbledore's knowledge, he's also privy to all of Voldemort's knowledge, or at least more than anybody else is getting. So you have this guy who has this huge, I mean, he's the linchpin of everything at this point. It's just fascinating. Anyway. Did you say we're going to lynch Snape? Yes. I would I would do it. Let's do it. Aww. No. Because I think he has a big hero's... Horcrux, so who cares? I know. <laughs> Not yeah, a hero, but waiting. I think he's got a key role coming up in book seven. I think it, he'll ultimately. So back to who else has a has a Horcrux besides Dobby and uh, and besides Dobby, Grindelwald, and Riddle, mm-hmm. who could have a Horcrux? And we're well, coming up on good. final thoughts here. Okay, well, mm-hmm. I just think it's curious that that Mr. Slughorn knows a lot about it, and I want to know where he got that knowledge. And I know that he was house, he was head of Slytherin, right? When he was. Yeah. Yes, he was. So I find that very curious. The whole for a long time. Yeah. Well, now what? Wait, what topic was was Slughorn teaching at the time? Was it potions or was potions, it defense? Yeah. Potions. Potions. So what does a potions master have to know about Slughorn? Well, about was he head of house? Was he head of house? Yeah, he was head of Slytherin. So then maybe that was enough right there, just to be the person that they want for counsel. Yeah, it's just. It, but I still find it interesting that. That you know, Riddle thought to go to Slughorn for an answer to that question. Yes. Yeah. I mean, did he yes. just assume that any powerful wizard who would know that, or did, did he, he find out from somebody else that to suspect that Slughorn knew more about it than most people? Well, they're people. probably just close. I mean, it wasn't Riddle part of Slughorn's fancy little group, and they went have all these dinner parties, and yeah, probably but, but could that, have just came up. But right. that just seemed that again, though, suggests that everyone knows about these Horcruxes. That it's common. Or not common, but yeah. that people would at, know to ask. Right. And I just and don't see that. it's not the kind that. of question. It's yeah. not the kind of question that that Riddle would just kind of throw around and see if maybe yeah. he knew. That guy is no, too calculating. I, well, how I, did I, he I think say Sue it? hit something there. Is that, that that it's just not written as if Horcrux is something that's a common piece of information. Yeah. I mean, I think it shocked Slughorn. I mean, really shocked him when when mm-hmm. uh, Riddle brought it up. And I, I, I think if it was something which, I mean, I know I was earlier saying, wow, you could just go to Nocturne Alley and find out about it. But if it was really all that common, mm-hmm. yeah. Slughorn wouldn't have been so shocked when he brought it up. Well, how did he bring it up anyway? Did he said, hey, tell me about Horcruxes? He, he actually like, did. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever heard about Horcruxes? He waited That's for the it. room to be empty and he said, what do you know about Horcruxes? And it was like, what? Hmm. Yeah, so. It's like he's just said a really nasty word or something. And he, he was really... Like it's some piece of lore that nobody's really sure is true or works, and but it's it, it's like a boogeyman almost, you know? Yeah, and he, oh, yeah, that's it's, that it's, old it's myth like about really vile. Yeah, and and is that so the reason? Don't talk about it. Is that the reason why he refrained from from giving the memory to Dumbledore for so long because it's such a didn't want to admit he's it? so he's so embarrassed that he he shared that information, so he obliterated yeah. himself. Remember? Yeah, so badly. Uh, if it's that that bad a thing, I mean, obviously, you know, or th- huh. that's if it's so he was so embarrassed, it must really be a bad thing. I don't know. So that's my thoughts. Well, working are we, are we doing final? Oh, yes. I thought we were in final thoughts here. here. <laughs> Still talking. What did you just say, Jen? I wanted to know if Riddle was working at Porgans before he graduated. No, after. no, after. I mean, is it is it a uh, a logical assumption to make that he frequented? 
organs before he graduated? I think so. I mean, he wouldn't go, so. he wouldn't go there for any reason but that he knew that it would be a good place to go mm-hmm. to discover these things, you know? Yeah. What what are you driving at? I'm, thinking, I'm trying to think of places that he other places he could have heard of Horcrux. Would have heard of it but need, wanted to find more information. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, he could he could I can easily imagine Tom Riddle, you know, wandering around Nocturne Alley and and trying to get into the parts of Nocturne Alley that people don't normally get to go into and talking to people that uh, eventually got around to mentioning it but didn't know anything about it. And he thought, oh, I'll bet Slughorn will know. I mean, if he got a job as, like, Borgen's number two man, he's obviously familiar with, with Borgen before. Yeah. Uh, I think you're right. He was at school. Yeah. But he was like a shop yeah. clerk or something. That's what everybody was saying. It was so it was so wasted, you know. But right. he did say that he done, he sunk himself into the dark arts in school that he started consorting right. with the worst of his kind i don't think the worst of his well, kind no, were 17 with, years old was no, after the, but right. it started you know like the, the whole it, it all started it wasn't like he graduated and was all of a sudden able to but it all sort of started so you can imagine him sort of going down this road and meet sure. you know meeting these wizards and, and and one day just hearing about these these horcruxes and being so desperate to find out more you know wrap up wrap up final well, thoughts final thought. your turn what you're melissa um, my first choice is Grindelwald, and my second is um, Salazar. I think it would be sort of spooky if Salazar Slytherin kind of rose at the end of this, and he was the ultimate uh, one to be defeated. But practically, I'd say Grindelwald. Yeah. Yeah. I think the fun additional question to ask on top of that, though, is that if they did, and I, and I would agree with you most with those two characters, and but. Have we seen the last of of their possible Horcrux? Mm. Could it come back in Book Seven as still being an active Horcrux, or was or were they both destroyed? I think that'd be more interesting. But yeah, I guess Grindelwald and maybe uh, maybe Salazar. That'd be pretty slick. Steve, what about you? What do you think? Well, I I think that. Uh... I think that Horcruxes are a little more common than just like one or two people in all of history kind of a thing. But uh, you guys have convinced me that it's not as quite as common as I was thinking. I think that, that there's it's whispered in the back alleys in Nocturne Alley and things like this. And there are probably are people around at any given time. There's probably, you know, three, four, five people who, who figured out how to do it and are doing it. But that'd be about it. So I don't know if I know specific people. But it seems to me that there probably must be actually be people around who have made Horcruxes. Well, I guess that's enough for Canon Canon. Oh, I think so. <laughs> Time to move on to another mailbag. Okay, well, thanks for joining us. This is Steve Vanderark of the Harry Potter Lexicon. This is Melissa of TLC. And Sue. I'm here. I'm going. And, Bye. <laughs> and John. On, on our way out. See you next time. Later. And remember, we're going to be back with another can of conundrum next time. This time we have decided to talk about, ooh, that nasty, awful woman, Bellatrix Lestrange. What's the deal with her? What's with her and Voldemort? I mean, uh, you know, she's uh, obviously thinks quite a lot of herself, and does he think quite a lot of her too? I guess we're going to have to find out. Check back with us next time. Thanks. See ya. Uh, the mail's here. Oh, great. Thanks. Welcome to the mailbag portion of Pottercast number 39. Oh, yes. We have a whole bag full of mail. A whole, whole big bag. Whole bag. If, if, each, if each voicemail was the size of uh, loaf of bread, 
How big a bag would we need right now? A pretty big bag, John. Probably a huge bag. <laughs> Probably bag. Or maybe maybe worth about three or four loaves of bread. Yeah. You think? It, oh, maybe each... just for tonight, but man, do we have a whole stockpile of voicemails. Yeah, they just keep backing up and backing up. They and we are. Have... If we said no more voicemails... And we aired all the ones that we had. It'd probably take us another 40 podcasts. Speaking that's of accurate? 40 podcasts. We got that coming mm-hmm. up pretty soon, too, don't we? It's going to be our big mm-hmm. celebration, isn't it? It's a huge celebration. Well, we won't give you any details. Yeah, it'll be a surprise. Surprise! Because we, really we don't really know what we're doing yet. <laughs> but it's going to be awesome. That's why it's going to be a surprise <laughs> to us. It's going to be the best podcast 40 it's this back. year. Yay! You said it. People missed it. It's people yeah, missing it from when? Four days ago. Well, no, when he said he didn't say the best <laughs> of or it's the best show number. He I think, said I now think he now it's just... expanded to other portions. Yes. Now it's the best can of no, we true. ever did. Now it's the best wrap up <laughs> we ever did. Now it's the best it's the best this. It's the best that. Yeah. Well no 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 no. See I like Okay, look. <laughs> You're just making fun of me now. That's a natural speaking quirk that I have, fun. and you're making fun of me. This is a purpose. This is a, a joke that you do on purpose. That's my natural speaking quirk. You're making fun of me, and I'm a. Oh. What you gonna do to make it up to me? I'll continue working on the special secret project I'm working on right now. Okay. Don't don't tell the boys. Okay, that'll do oh. it. All right, what we got? We got what's the number one? What we listen to now? Hey, Pottercasters. I'm Melissa, and I'm from New York. Um, I just wanted to ask your opinion about the relevance of green in the books. As we know, green is everywhere, from the Vada Kedavra curse to Harry's and Lily's eyes. I just wondered what you guys thought about that, if you thought it was important at all. All right, I'm curious to see your remarks. Talk to you later. You guys are great. That's an excellent point, you know. I think I remember reading somewhere that Harry's eyes weren't green until he got shot with the Avatic Cadaver Curse. I think that was in, you know. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I thought that was some fan fiction or something. Yeah, because his mom only had the green eyes after she no, got shot by the curse no, too. No. <laughs> That's what everybody says. Oh wow, you you have your mother's eyes, especially after yeah. she was killed. Yeah. Dead yeah. eyes, of yours. Yeah. How nice. <laughs> No, but where else is green? Well, the where cover. else well, is there green? Uh, there's the Avada Kedavra and then the eyes. The Slytherin house is green. Yeah. Slytherin. Oh, Slytherins are green. Um, emeralds are green. Yeah. Emeralds, emeralds are green, John. Emeralds nuts are not green. They're was tan. It, wasn't the potion in the cave, in the magic crystal cave, or the Horcrux cave, or whatever it's called, wasn't that yes. stuff that Dumbledore drank? Was that green? It was a green glow oh, emanating from yeah. whatever, right? It was mm. nuclear radioactive yeah. potion. Just like the cover of Half-Blood Prince was green. I don't know. Secret. Aren't some of the jets of lights that they use in their their curses, aren't they, um, one of them green that, you know, that hit... Oh, nothing else is Because green. the one that hit Sirius... Well, only Avada well, yeah, but... The one that hit Sirius yeah, was red. So, yeah. I remember, because I remember she probably pointed it out that it wasn't an, Av- an Avada Kedavra that, yeah. that hit him. What do we think the importance um, of the green is? I don't think there's much importance. I think importance. it's just one of her little tricksy little things she's got going on, and it doesn't... It's not overly... Hugely significant. I mean, it, it means obviously the house of Silver and the things we've mentioned already, but I just don't think it's like some. I don't think the green specifically has any intrinsic. Yeah. No. Anything, but I just I, think that the green is a reminder of Slytherin. I think with the spell, with the Vada Kedavra, I think it was just 
an inversion because so often something like that is red. Something evil and something that kills and whatever yeah. is red. It's, it seems to me like she just switched them yeah. for fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, no, no, we're gonna not, we're gonna not do that. Just like in many books, blonde people are usually like attractive and whatever. Yeah. And the first, um, not physically but mentally unattractive people we meet are blonde, yeah. the Dursleys. Well, I'm, I'm sure that well. there's probably some part of history or. You know, uh, I don't know, somewhere along the way that I'm missing that there's a thing about magic and the green eyes, the unusual green, because that's not a common color, like with people's eyes. So I I don't know, maybe there's some like, maybe witches had green eyes or something. I don't know that she's just subtly playing up, but it doesn't really mean, like you were saying, it doesn't really mean a huge amount. Mm. And if you listen to last week's Counting Conundrums, we sort of feel like green, it being green wasn't, wasn't a big deal. Yeah. But it is a real coincidence about the spell and, and the yeah. green eyes. I, I don't know. Yeah. Let's move on yeah. to the next one. Hi, um, this is Brooke from Indiana, and I just had a little idea. In the first book, Ron says something about how all the Death Eaters or bad people have come out of Slytherin. But Peter Pettigrew came out of Slytherin. He's bad. But And then I thought, well, they didn't know about that at the time, that he was a Death Eater. But then I thought about Sirius Black, and at the time they did know that he was, um, they, at least they thought that he was bad. So what do you think about that? And I'd love your thoughts. Thanks. Bye. Peter Grew was a Slytherin? No. No. That's what she said. No, she didn't. She was thinking about Peter Pettigrew because he he wasn't a Slytherin. She was thinking how they could think that all the bad people were Slytherins. But then she realized that according to what they knew, Pettigrew wasn't the bad guy. Sirius was. But then he wasn't a Slytherin either. So uh, how did how did Ron say something like all of, all the bad people ended up in Slytherin? Or Ron came out of Slytherin? Well, I think, we had, I think there was a modcast at some point somewhere in one of our podcast history about this subject about um that i mean i think she just uses joe just uses slytherin to represent you know i mean just a commonality just kind of like thing you know but obviously i think at some point there's going to be a slytherin who is not bad that will ultimately help them yeah blaze zambini well slughorn Slughorn, yeah that's a good example so i mean i just think Zabini, John. Zabini, not Zambini. He's not, he's not a Zamboni machine. Zamboni. He doesn't clean the yeah. ice. And, yes. and what Ron was saying was probably just, I mean, not, not a stereotypical comment, but just, you know, just a generalization. People, oh, we kind of think that it was like a socially accepted thing that may not always be true, but it's just like, oh, people, you know. It's 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 a yeah. generalization the same way that Hagrid says that Hufflepuff are right. a bunch of duffers. And we aren't. When did he you say know? that? He did in the first book. I was... love Hagrid. <laughs> But back to the Slytherins. I no. agree, Melissa. Go ahead. Ron is ten, and he comes up in a in a in a wizarding household, and this is all mm-hmm. he hears. All the bad guys. They came. Oh yeah, this guy was in Slytherin. That guy, Rosier Wilkes. Blah, blah blah. They're all. They all. They were on Slytherin. This is all he's heard his whole life. Sirius Black was like. He was probably like the exception. He's probably like, oh right, that guy was just insane. He was just a lunatic. So okay. And they so hate- it's one. They hate the Slytherins. Well, but no, the, I think, too, the, also the point is that Sirius came from a family that was notoriously famous or whatever of right. a long history of Slytherins. So, I mean, his one of his grandfathers was the least popular headmaster who was also a Slytherin, you know, so. So they probably figured right. him a lost question right. from the get-go and weren't, and weren't even right. surprised, you know. So. Let's, yeah. uh, Moving let's on to voice film number seven. Hi, this is Inger from Salem, Oregon, and I have some thoughts on Snape that I have not seen anywhere else, so I thought I'd run them by you. 
What if Snape is not working with both sides because he's partial to one or the other, but because he wants to become more powerful than Lord Voldemort himself? I mean, like, what if he's been doing all his Half-Blood Prince stuff and doing all that research because he is building himself up so that he can become more powerful. I just wanted to run that by you. I love your show. Thanks for creating it. It's great. Bye. So Snape is the ultimate big bad. Snape, Snape, of course, is going to be the final battle. So we're going to get rid of Voldemort, and then we're going to realize that Snape's been... Doing behind I mean, it he's all like the little along. godfather pulling the strings this whole time, or the little Wizard of Oz back there. Mm-hmm. I, I... Uh, yep. He's like the he's like the fake out big bad. I we- am the great and powerful Snape. <laughs> We're off to see Snape, the next Dark Lord. <laughs> Could you see his face? His face on that thing with the with the fire next to him shooting up. Silence. Ten points from Gryffindor. <laughs> Where am I? I don't no, remember. it's like home. So Snape, I, you bad know, guy. Snape, sure. Snape, I. The no, more, Snape's not a bad guy. I don't know. I think he's working for himself. Whether that means he wants to be a big bad or he just wants to not be beholden to anyone, I don't know. But Snape's a good guy. I don't know. I don't know. It would make these books really lame if Snape was a bad guy, what? because. Because it would go, it would break every single rule that she set up for these characters. Like that, that Harry and Ron always have the wrong idea of Snape since book one. And no, they always go. They go back Hermione, and forth. Hermione was the voice of reason for almost on almost everything except things that her uh, feelings are involved with. And Hermione's always said Snape was was not a bad guy. No, he wait, turns out hold to on. be a bad guy in book seven. <laughs> I'll be like lame. I mean, John, I know where you're going, but I don't... There are many reasons that he could be a good guy, but I don't see him being a bad guy as breaking any rules. I mean, hi, he killed Dumbledore. Dumbledore wanted that. He was like, I'm old. I'm just playing devil's advocate. He killed Dumbledore. If he's a bad guy, I don't think you need any more reasoning than that, and I don't think it breaks any rules when Mm -hmm. he killed Dumbledore. Well, you know, I... I, I'm trying to get past what he was saying. I, I just think that that one Dark Lord <laughs> in a one series is enough, and I don't oh, think that that. <laughs> yeah, you know, seriously, I, I don't mean to be flip, but I, I really just don't think. I know that that yeah. that evil well, is never so. ultimately destroyed, but I just don't see that that Snape has been working himself. I, I just don't see him as the grand puppet master. I I just I, I, I don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been seven, seven, six books. It'll be six and a half of Voldemort, Voldemort, Voldemort. It might be cheap at the end to say, hey, hang on. Yeah. It was Snape. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I wanted to break into a song. It was me all along. It was me. I'm Snape. Yeah, I, I, I just don't. You will be afraid of Snape. Butter, 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 butter. It's a Snape. It's a Snape. Butter, butter. Whoa, it's a Snape. Snape. Yeah. <laughs> Weasley. Weasley. Mm-hmm. I think How many it's more time. do we have? That's it. Okay, okay folks. Bye, say bye to the mailbag, bye. girls. Goodbye. Be sure to write us, Alice. Email us. Bye. Okay. Goodbye. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Hello. Here we are. We're here. Finally, time for the wrap up. The wrap up, and it is 
the Horcruxes podcast. <gasps> That's going to be the name of this What'd show. What'd you call it? Oh, what? Horcruxes. What? Horcruxes. What? Can, can what? we call it like Hork? Rest in peace. Ah, uh, John, you gotta stop doing this. Something's cutting out with your microphone. You know, Joel gave me a virus to my microphone. No, I think she might have Avada Kedavra. Your ability to say that. that word. No, she expelliarmus. She expelliarmus. That's right. Come on, there's no other spell. Well, guys. Oh man, what a week. Uh, what a week, huh? I think we should play some Prince music as we're like celebrating our win, baby. You know? <laughs> I think so too. It's it's let's let's party. party the, like 1999. Let's go crazy. Oh, no, let's, let's go crazy. Go crazy. Oh. Let's go crazy. Uh, doesn't Prince have like a rival? Rival what? A rival isn't, symbol? I don't know. Uh, like like Queen maybe. Oh. oh, I love Prince. Queen Latifah. I even loved him when, when he was the artist formerly known as. Oh yeah. His, I mean, Purple Rain, man. Those were like from back of my generation. Oh my god. Songs. He is. He's. He's a musical genius. He really is. I mean, his talent. I mean, his his yeah. ability on musician. You know, from music point of view, is very good. But they're all professionals over there, and there's just us. So that's what I mean. It's it's cool, right? We've got it this very cool. group of enthusiastic people who just do this for fun, and it. Mm-hmm. Oh God, very nice. Anyway, no, but on to bigger news. I mean, we've talked about this already, but my God, Joe's coming here. Joe's coming to New York. I want to, like, show her my favorite shoe stores. I want to, like, bring her to all my coffee shops. You know, this is my town. She can't leave it to, I don't know, her chauffeur to get her places. She's not going to have any time. She's going to be either at the Radio City Music Hall doing her performance, or she's going to be in her hotel room writing the book. No, I think she's going to (laughs) go. No time for sightseeing. Do you think that do you think like Neil will come to her husband? Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome, man. I mean, she seems. Ex- I mean, she's excited about this. She's reading it at, me- at Radio City Music Hall. I think she'll probably bring a bunch of family and friends with her if I as a guest. Probably will. You know, I'm excited to see what what special guests are going to be there. They they said that on the press release at Stephen King's yeah. thing. That's really cool, man. I want to I want to figure out like how pimped out her jet's gonna be that she no <laughs> there's no way she's flying commercial the joe mobile yeah, she one commercial. she could have like Freaking one of those joe. marquee jet cars where you just you know you just you rent a jet for a while i don't think she like would own one well no i mean people people can get shares in jets mm-hmm. you know what i just thought it would be really cool if they gave her like the key to the city man she could bloomberg you know, showed up and was like yeah uh-huh. even new york is a pretty big key it would be really funny. You but know, then they'd have like, to give well, it to John Irving and, you know. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> Stephen King. They can have, like, all three of them up there, and they'd be like, here you go, Joe, I key to the city. Oh, sorry, guys, I, <laughs> I, you know, we only have a few of these. It must be hard for those and authors. They'd, they'd be like, oh. It must be hard knowing the the um, unbelievable fan base that, that one of them has. And, well, well the Stephen one has... King's pretty dang popular, No, but that's what I'm saying. The they're, they're, they're pretty yeah. big. They're, they're both huge, but nobody has this kind of rabid will fly yeah. in from other parts of the world. Yeah. Oh, you I know? know, because so many of the people, like, on the forum have been, like, talking about they're all, like, gathering together, and they're, like, you know, getting group tickets and coming on a train by plane. Yeah. Just, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. And I'm sure people so, are doing that for all the authors, but not to this uh, level. I don't know. You know? Stephen King fans awesome. are intense. Can be. Yeah, they yeah. are. It'll be nice. Wow. It'll be weird. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. going to be... I mean, Barnes & Noble is going to be so packed. Oh, I hope so. I want to oh hug them all. They're all going to want to go come, and do something. I'm going to hug each of you. No, but this is this is different because last time we had like an hour before the store closed. This time we're going to do it in the middle of the day. Yeah. But the store is oh, not good. closing and we, we're going to have plenty of time to hang out. Why don't we just set up like this whole big party? We're going to have punch and pie. 
pumpkin, pumpkin pie. pie? <laughs> I mean, I would love to do it like a more informal kind of atmosphere. Plus, it'll be the, the day after the first one, so we can have people who went there come up and yeah. tell their stories about how yeah. excited they were. And, you know, we can do stuff with the audience like we like to do. And it'll be, oh, God, it'll be so much fun. Yeah, that'd be easier on us because we have to sit here and think of how many hours of original programming. Well, that's the thing. We have the, leak, the, the Vegas one three days earlier. It's like, we'll have just ran out of all our ideas. And the thing is, we'll have so much to talk about. My how are we going to put up the... That. Yeah, how are we going to put up the Vegas one while we're getting ready to do the New York one? I'm so confused. Well, that's why we have trusty Steve. Uh, you know what? And trusty Steve's and trusty Mike's no, we'll and have trusty the files. We have, we'll Dewey's. have the files from, from them. We don't need the other... Because it's all one file. You know? That's true. Yeah. That's true. But it's going to be so much fun. I mean, people are... There's going to be... People are so excited and... Just at Lumos, we'll have a great time. I mean, the fans there will just be fantastic. Maybe we should wait a week before putting up the Lumos audio. Unless we put it up that night. No, because yeah. because people, they'll, they'll talk about it. You know, because it'll be dated, you know? I, I guess know. so. Well, you know what? One thing we won't have to worry about is people will have no problem finding the downloads or where to go to download them. By then, be all kinds of nice ways to do that. <laughs> Actually, one, one particularly nice way to do that. I'll give you a hint. Cam. Yeah, are we hinting now? Are we hinting? That's well, by now, it hint. might be out. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty it big hint. It might be out, though, by now. We might be hinting for nothing. Oh. Alex, Alex that's is... Some wishful, that's some wishful Alex thinking. Alex chugging along like the engine that could over there. Alex yeah. rocks, man. Well, guys, well, that was a big hint. If it's not out by now, you'll know what we're talking yeah. about, too, and we promise. Yeah. Mm. Check out podcast.com to figure out what it is. <laughs> We're so Thank subtle. <laughs> we are like the most subtle ever. Mm-hmm. Like totally. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else? This, this seemed like the Melissa, John, and Sue show so far. I feel bad. Well, what else are we talking what? about now? I don't know. I mean, I guess all of the news was pretty hitting home this week, uh, though. Yeah, I mean. There's not much else. John, do you have a belly button? I do have a belly button this week. This is good news. <laughs> this is John's standard, um... I'm getting topic. it pierced with a, a with a, a Slytherin. <laughs> oh ring. no, you're not. Oh, but yeah. you know what? <clears throat> Jamie Jamie Whale let me borrow his <laughs> so I could figure out what it looked like. It's true. Oh goodness. I want to go back to Lordy. New York again. One more thing because I'm, oh. we had a piece of news. We oh. saw a really good interview with Arthur Levine, which we didn't get to talk about our news thing. But I want to meet him, and I want to apologize for us calling him He's bald. Arthur Levine's all probably the, the most attractive bald mm-hmm. man in publishing in the United States. Mm-hmm. I'd like to go up and say, Arthur, please forgive us. Well, Scholastic <laughs> is, is sponsoring this big event with Joe, so I right. imagine that the Scholastic big wig, I imagine that Arthur Levine is going to be there. I'm sure Is Cheryl, Cheryl going to be there? I'm sure Cheryl? Double T's will be there. Awesome. Well, let's, let's, let's get out of here, because, you know, as much as this is probably, like, the best podcast 39 we've ever Woo-hoo! done. That's very nice, John. It's running a little long. It's running a little that long. That's very nice, John. I give you points well, for that incorporation, much. creative style technique. I, I, I'm, I'm running out of my little jokes because they're all getting, like, disqualified. Oh, my God. What will you do? Don't say you have to get know. new jokes. <laughs> hey, you know what, lady? <laughs> will the world end or will John get new jokes? Fine. You, you guys do the show next week. I'm going to take a vacation. Okay, see you later. No. We'll see how it goes. See you later. No. Hey, next right, week bye, is Podcast 40. Yeah. Oh, that's it's right. The big one. Maybe I won't leave for Podcast 40. It's the big one. Okay, but for Podcast 41 you guys okay you can bring like i don't know 
somebody else. Me and Let's guys, go. you've just never heard me and Sue talking. Yeah, and I know. Sue and I get going. It's good. A lot of talk. We ought to trade. Like and Andrew should go into Pottercast for one week, and I'll go into Mugglecast. See if anybody would notice the difference. They might notice in shows. Yeah. Nah. I okay. would miss you. I would miss you. Nah, most doesn't appreciate me. No, I don't. I have, I have to get new jokes, so then you have to get a new person for Powercast 41. Have fun. Okay. No, don't go. Do you hear me complaining? Hey, everybody. No. Nope. <laughs> I don't see you complaining at all, lady. Yeah. And I'm sure nobody will complain you in the what? form, so this, have a good okay. time. This is anti-Puffle Puff <laughs> vibe here we got going on. So hey, we are, you know, the sorting hat can stuff it. No, no, no. We are having a celebratory Powercast because we rock. Potter people okay. rock this week, so, you know. Okay. Party yes, like You're wasting time. Woo! Okay. okay. Party week now. Yeah. See, see you guys at Part of Podcast Forty Two. Bye guys. Bye. See ya. Oh, and about time too. We've missed it. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great Scott! No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. You do the click and then you click, 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 Snape! Snape! Oh, wait, the Weasley, Weasley comes first. Weasley, Weasley. Weasley, Weasley. Potter, Potter, Snape. Always oh, a Snape. I don't know. <laughs> I like it. Snape's doing like the little yeah. side dance with his arms.